0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: What's up everyone and happy Wednesday. You've made it halfway through the week, so let's keep going. You're almost there. Hopefully you've been putting in work so far because the Eagles players sure have. Well, kind of. After reaching an agreement with head coach Nick Sirianni, the players returned for a modified version of spring training. And earlier today, some of the team leaders took to the podium to speak with the media. And it's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I'm your host, Rachel Prevet, And this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Before the break, you'll hear from Jalen Hurts. He touched on entering his second season, his status as starting QB, some of the Eagles' offseason moves so far, including trading Carson Wentz and signing Joe Flacco, and he even touched on Devonte Smith. And after the break, you'll hear from Jason Kelsey, who touched on the second-round pick Landon Dickerson and the relationship that they've been developing so far. He also touched on changing coaching staffs and Nick Sirianni's energy and his role as a veteran player jason kelsey will be followed by brandon graham who discussed what it's like being the longest tenured player with the birds at 12 years and he also touched on passing the torch down to younger players here's what the fellas had to say
2: obviously a lot of change for you second year come in you're doing this as as the us uh, ostensibly the quarterback won. you're, you're changing coaching staffs. Do you think you have that commitment from this staff? Uh, Nick has preached
3: competition.
2: How do you see the situation?
3: You know, I, I value everything that coaches um, coaches brought here. You know, I, I remember back in my days at Alabama, you know, coach Saban hearing him talk about discipline, commitment, effort, toughness and pride, having these core values that he's trying to instill in the team and um in the end it all worked out um for the team. You know, you see coach coach Nick Sirianni coming in preaching connection, preaching um accountability and competition and um fundamentals and football IQ, preaching all these things. And um I know in all of those different avenues, all those different values and principles that we're, you know, trying to instill here in Philly, um no one is above that. Um and, and everybody everybody got to go to work, you know. So for me, I know rent rent is due every day. It's always been that way for me. Always been a get-better mentality every day, grow every day, uh, be a better leader every day, be a better quarterback every day. And when that rent's due, I I don't plan on missing no payments. So it's, it's work. Go ahead, John Clark,
4: and then Martin Frank.
5: Hey Jalen, just how much different is this second year for you? Last year coming in as the backup, Carson was here. And and you didn't have preseason games and you had a virtual offseason. Just how much different is
3: it this year for you? You going on a jog today?
6: Uh I had to get a little exercise in.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think I'm I'm very happy that we're able to kind of get in the building now. One, um, get acclimated to new coaches. Um, new system, you know, you got some new faces in the building. Um, I think all of that's important um, to our growth as a football team. And I'm happy we're able to do that. And I think, you know, you're going to have differences and changes everywhere. But ultimately, we talk about being committed. And I think um, I think that's what it comes down to, right? Being committed to what coach is preaching and going out there and, um, you know, playing together and believing in one another.
4: Go
2: ahead, Martin, and then Zach Berman. Hey, Jalen. It's been a while since we talked, and obviously a lot has happened. Uh, Carson got traded. You guys, you know, signed Joe Flacco. And, you know, when Nick Sirianni has talked to us, he hasn't come right out and committed to you as a starting quarterback. And I was kind of wondering, like, how you feel about all those changes and also your status as, you know, whether or not you're the starting quarterback. Thanks.
3: Yeah, yeah. I say Joe has been great. Joe has uh, been great. Uh, the knowledge he brings to the quarterback room uh, is very beneficial for me. Um, he has he has a um, a great mind with those things, and obviously has a lot of great experience. So um, I, I look look forward to working with him and having him there. As far as everything else, I know I'm not above anything with a competition or uh, football IQ. All, all the values we have, I'm not above none of that. So. That's kind of where that is.
4: Go ahead, Zach, and then Jeff McLean. Hey, Jalen, it's obviously
7: a new offense. What sense do you have of what this offense will look like? How you'll fit in it, and kind of how it can tailor toward your skill set?
3: Yes, sir. I think I think we just want to be efficient. We want to be efficient. You know, you 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 look at how you grow um, and anything that you do. You know, those things consist of not making the same mistakes. And ultimately you learn from your mistakes. So I think it it takes deliberate intention, going in there, knowing what I want to improve on every day, and going out there and doing it, striving to do it, having true intent. Um, and you know, you don't you don't want to be a repeat defender. Um, so we just wanna grow. Uh, we got a, a lot of new faces, uh young players in different different positions, and we just wanna to grow together.
4: Go
7: ahead, Jeff, and then Dave Zangaro. Uh, John, you've obviously known Brian Johnson for a long time. Uh, can you tell us about your relationship over the years, and what do you know about him as a coach? And what do you think? Uh, what do you think he'll, how, you know, he'll bring out the best in you?
3: Yeah, uh, you know, I grew up watching uh, Coach Coach Johnson, Coach BJ play um, down there at East Houston, Baytown, Lee, where my dad coached. And um I was a little preschooler, four years old, five years old, running running around, doing everything that they were doing. And he he played there at Baytown League, my dad coached him. And um, he's really kind of always been there um in terms of being around and in my life, being being someone maybe I checked on or my dad checked on. He's always kind of had a presence in my family. And, you know, I know I was when I went to college, um, he was trying to get me to come to Mississippi State. Uh, he recruited me there. I ended up going to Bama. Um, and I don't know. We, I, he always talked about getting the opportunity to coach me. And obviously, not going to Mississippi, Mississippi State or Florida, that didn't happen. But now he's with Philly, and I guess um, I guess it was all meant to be. So I know uh, he's excited. I'm very excited, and uh, we want to do something special together.
4: Eve and then Ed Crafts. Hey Jalen,
7: uh, do you think this team has put the pieces around you for you to be able to maximize your potential this season?
3: I think this. I think you go into it. You kind of it's 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 a we all we got we all we need mentality, and we we we're gonna go out there and go, and go battle and go to um go to work with what we have. Um, I don't get into moves we make and anything like that but ultimately what matters to me and I think what matters to the coaches and the players on the team is going out there and executing your job you know I think we'll have complete belief in whoever we put on the field and um we just want to go out there and um, play good football and win games win ball games. Go ahead Ed and Ndamo. Hi Jalen
4: uh just
5: what was your reaction when uh, the Eagles drafted uh Two of your former teammates, Devontae Smith and then uh Landon Dickerson, uh and what, what do they add to this team?
3: Um <laughs> it, it was talked about uh prior to me and Devontae um had a you know I, I, I think about Devontae and I always tell people the first the first thing about him. One, um, the competitor he is. Kind of a a story guy, kind of like myself in in a few ways. Um, but he's he's self driven, um, and and bringing someone in like that, uh, I think it it helps. Um, I think it helps, and um, just just the presence of 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 him being here, you know, I I look at the late nights we had in college where we, you know, nothing else to do, we go out there and go throw or when I host him on his recruiting visit to come to Alabama you know usually you wanna go maybe go on the strip or you know that's like the the street college street in Tuscaloosa you wanna go <laughs> uh you wanna go to the strip or you know find something to get into party or something like that where he his head wasn't on that you know he was trying to work we were in the indoor um late at night getting work in, so I think that shows. The mentality he has, and I think he's bringing all of that with him here. And um, with Landon, about- with Landon, um, I didn't, I didn't get to play with Landon, but I've, I've kept in, um, I've been in a loop, obviously, and I know the presence he's had at, after he transferred from Florida State and went to Bama, and um, you know, he, 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 he got some, he got some dog in him. So.
4: Go ahead.
3: I'm good with it.
4: Go ahead,
5: Domo and Bo. Jalen, you mentioned earlier that you don't want to be a repeat offender. Uh, What areas going into this offseason did you feel you need to make the most improvement on with your game?
3: I always felt like it was very important to have the system down, one. um, Getting the system down, being on the same page with the coaches, and and having some consistency. And I think consistency comes from, you know, being fundamentally sound, but actually knowing what you're supposed to do and being comfortable with what you're doing. Um, I think that's the, I think that's the biggest thing. So being consistent, excuse me.
4: Oh, and then Jamie.
5: You touched on this a little bit, but in terms of the, you know, the Alabama culture, with uh you and Devonte and Landon bringing those guys in uh what what would you implement from that culture into this culture if you could and you know is it is it difficult because like you know Nick Saban and Nick Sirianni are not exactly you know similar personalities in, in, in the way they approach things
3: well well i i i wouldn't get into a comparison um i think it just kind of matched kind of hand in hand um i think the intent of what Coach Sirianni's doing, and I, I respect it so much because, I mean, in my head, it makes sense. And I know hearing that, hearing someone say something with so so much conviction, um, you know, as a player, that brings you closer closer to one another. And, they, um, you know, you believe in that. You buy into that, and, and it can spark something great. So that's what we're trying to do, ultimately, is trying to, you know, we're, we're buying into what, what coach is saying, and um, want to kind of take the boys by the horn and go out there and play some good football this year.
4: Jamie and then Howard. Haylon, I know you said you're not above
8: anything, and, and we all respect that, and that that's great to hear. That being said, we were just talking to Brandon Graham, and he was talking about you specifically and saying how much different it is when you know you're the guy in the building and, and how much different it is, you know, to know that it's your team and to be able to lead the team. So that being said, coming into this year too, how does it feel for you around the building and how different
3: is it? Um, that's a good question. You know, I think, I think my intent doesn't change. So, um, the mentality I have, it doesn't change the, 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 the urge and, and thirst for growth and and being a better leader, b- being a better quarterback, that that doesn't change. So I, I want to obviously impact the people around me in the best way I can. Um, be somebody that people see as an accountable person, an accountable quarterback, and, um, you know, just go out there and do my job, you know. At the end of the day, you earn the respect of your teammates when you go out there and make plays and you do those things. So um, I just want to continue to do that and, um, bring everybody together, you know. Yeah,
4: Jalen. Sorry, Howard. So we'll go to Howard,
7: Chris, and then Jeff. Uh, Jalen, how much more difficult is it for you as a quarterback to not have 11 on 11s uh, in these camps, not have seven on sevens? And is it really a disadvantage for a person trying to show people that he is the quarterback for this football team?
3: Yeah, I won't get into, you know, I won't really get into the things that we can't do, the things that maybe could, you know, hold us back. You know, I, I see it as this. We want to turn these negative situations into positive. We want to maximize what we do have um, and go to work. Work is work. You get out what you put in, you know. So we're trying to put in a lot with what we have, right intent, Um, trying to be fundamentally sound in everything we do and just – and just learn, soaking all of this stuff in right now. You have everybody together um, as a football team, all, all the guys, offense and defense together with the new coaches for the first time. Um, that's, that's very valuable. So it's important to us and um, we're happy to be here.
7: Jalen, so just to follow up on that, you say uh, you, you don't want to get into the negatives. So is this not having the 11-on-11s and 7-on-7s seven a negative for a quarterback, especially a new one?
3: I wouldn't say it's a it's a direct negative. You'd love to do it, but this is this is the car these are the cards we we're dealt right now. So this is what we have to play with, you know. All right, thank you.
4: Go ahead, Chris.
5: What's Chris are you talking about? Chris Franklin or Chris Murray? Chris Murray. Okay, thank you. Jalen, what did you learn from those four starts you had at the at the end of last season? And, uh, and another part, a different part of the question would be you had to, you, you were always competing for starting jobs at both Oklahoma and Alabama. But first, I was wondering if you could talk about what did you learn from being in the starting position? What were some mistakes you made? What were some things you, could, you, you can get better at?
3: One, um, I say, I think I mentioned it earlier in a way, but consistency. Consistency is everything. Um, and not being a repeat defender offender. Um those are those are two things that I think if you just take away simply from, from those first four games um I played in, I think those are things that um I hold in high regard. You know, I think knowing that every play counts, every down counts, um the football IQ you have in, in every situation of the football game, um it, it's all it's all it all comes into hand. Um. So, yeah.
4: Last one here with Jessica Versky Hey, what's up, Jalen? How are you?
7: What's going on? Nothing much. Wanted to ask you about your receivers. One, Devontae, you have a relationship with him. You play with him. How long do you think it'll take for you to really just kind of get back into that rhythm with him? Both you guys have talked about playing with each other. And then on the other side, you know, to have Breger, who's, you know, he's hungry to prove. You know, he was hurt last year, didn't live up to maybe expectations. When you have two receivers like that that are hungry and you're hungry, how special can this receiver dynamic be uh, with you a quarterback?
3: Yeah, um, I think I think we're all hungry. We're all hungry. Um, I know Rager is. I know Smitty is. I know that whole entire receiving core is, G. Ward, the whole line. Um, I think everybody's hungry, you know. You kind of you kind of trigger something in me, you know. Everybody's hungry because we didn't finish what we, we 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 didn't do what we wanted to do last year. You know, it didn't go the way we wanted it to. Um, ultimately, in the end, we didn't have the the outcome we wanted. So very hungry, and um, you know we we don't plan on missing meals.
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
4: Uh,
7: So, yeah, what can you do, Jason, as as a leader to help the players assimilate with uh, Nick's culture and his scheme? And I guess vice versa as well, help Nick kind of assimilate as well into the locker room.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know how much I need to help Nick. I I think as a leader your job is to is or as a veteran player, you know, your job is really to just buy in and, and 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 embrace everything with an open mindset and do uh uh you know, be a guy that's uh clearly uh trying to do everything and um, you know, uh you know, it doesn't mean you don't ask questions. It doesn't mean that you don't uh, you know, uh voice your opinion on things, but uh you you definitely need to be uh, active in, in, in welcoming, uh, the, the new cultures, the new mindsets, the new plays, like all of the, all of those things. So, um, you know, that's my biggest job, my opinion. Um, and then, you know, you're setting that example, obviously, uh, for the younger guys and, and, and other guys on the team, uh, you know, this is how we're going to go about this.
4: Go ahead, Bo and then Dave Zangaro.
5: Hey, Jason. <clears throat> um, you had said at the end of last year that uh, one of the things you enjoyed about going through a difficult season was being able to sort of, you know, see how people responded in the locker room to, you know, to that adversity. Um, I'm curious who who made an impression on you, um, the way that they went about things at the end of the last year.
6: Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, just staying in our room, uh, obviously Jordan Milotta, um, you know, he got, he got a really good opportunity last year to go out there and uh, showcase how far he's come. Uh, as a guy who started out uh, not even understanding how to get in a stance uh, to going out there and playing, uh, you know, live reps in primetime football games. So, you know, Jordan did a tremendous job. Nate Herbig did a tremendous job. Uh, You know, Matt Pryor playing through an injury uh, and doing anything he can to help the football team out. You know, I was, I know that the offensive line wasn't uh, you know, quite as good in uh, a lot of the metrics and whatnot, but um, you know, Quite frankly, you know, we missed the best right guard in the NFL and Brandon Brooks. Isaac say, went down early. Lane Johnson was out of the lineup a lot. Um, you know, so when you really look at it from that perspective and how many guys really played football at this level for the first time in their careers, I was really uh, very happy, honestly, with a lot of, uh, you know, not just their production, but the way they went about, about their business. So, um, you know, I'm excited for the opportunity that a lot of those young guys got last year. Um, for a lot of the guys that we got coming back this year. And uh, we really have uh, a wealth of experience right now in the offensive line room.
4: Go ahead, Dave, and then Tim. Hey, Jason.
7: Uh, Have you had a chance yet to get to know Landon Dickerson at all? And and if so, what are your early impressions of him?
6: Yeah, a little bit. You know, I think uh, it's really, you know, I think we're in here for like four hours right now we're limited to for, so it's not a lot of time. Uh, but I got to talk with him yesterday, mainly we got lunch down together. Um, you know, I mean, he's as advertised, you know, he's a, he's a big, fun guy, loves the game of football. You can tell that right away. Loves talking about football. Um, you know, he's, uh, got a great personality. Um, so, you know, I think that this kid's going to offer a lot to our room. I mean, he's big, he's physically he's strong, he's smart. Um, you know, he's got all the tools, so, um, I'm excited to work with him, um, And uh, you know, I'm just excited that he's here.
4: Him and then Rob Kestner.
7: Hey, Jason. uh, Curious to get your impressions on Nick Sirianni so far. What stands out about his approach?
6: Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I think everybody's seen it whenever he addresses the media. But you know, he's got energy, man. Uh, Every single day, it's it is not an act of any sort. Uh, That's kind of who he is, and he's really excited. Uh, you know, to be a head coach, and that's very evident. He's really excited to, um, you know, have a staff here to be working with the team. Um, You know, it's uh, even in, you know, the virtual meetings, that was evident. And, uh, you know, he's big on, you know, being connected. He's big on building a culture uh, where, um, you know, people are not just playing football together, but uh, really forming a bond and being connected uh, uh, outside of football as well. So, um, you know, there's been a, a lot of activities centered around, uh, creating, uh, uh, you know, those relationships, uh, between players to players, players to coaches and vice versa. And, um, you can tell that's a big part of, uh, what he believes in.
4: Go ahead, Rob, and then Chris Franklin.
7: Jason, given the, um, unusual nature again of this off season compared to what it normally is pre-COVID, um, mm-hmm. Do you believe that you'll be able to get accomplished what you need to get accomplished in this time leading up to camp to be where you need to be with a new coaching staff, with a new offensive coordinator, in order to give yourself a fighting chance once the regular season comes around?
6: Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, if you last year is a good way, thing to draw on. Um, I, mean, I think we were the only team in the division last year that had a returning coaching staff. Uh, the other three teams all had new coaches, and last year, there was no offseason. It was all virtual, uh, nothing together until training camp. And, uh, you know, sure enough, unfortunately, the only team that had a returning coaching staff was the team that finished dead last. So um, I think, you know, there, there there's enough time here uh, to get installed, what we need to have installed before the games uh, really start happening. Um, there's more than enough time and more than enough um, opportunities to build this thing and get it dialed in. Uh, you know, for this season.
4: Go ahead, Chris, and then Paul Domowich.
6: Hey, Jason. Uh, the news came out yesterday that you guys were changing a little bit of the way the off-season workouts were going to be. Were you guys, Were you one of the people that uh, spoke with Nick? And also, how will not having those 707 and 11-11s on during the third phase impact you guys? Do you guys think it's going to hold you back at all? Uh, so, yes, I was involved in the conversations. Um, and no, I don't think it'll hold us back. I think that... You know, like we just talked about, there's plenty of opportunities between now and training camp uh, to get those competitive periods in. We actually have preseason games this year, which is different than last year. Uh, There's going to be enough time to evaluate guys and to teach all of these, um, you know, techniques and everything like that. And if anything, I think this lends itself a little bit more uh, to what Nick has talked about. You know, he's really talked about technique and fundamentals being such a big part of his uh, coaching style and his methods and uh, that's what we're working on right now. You know, maybe it's not in a seven on seven, 11 on 11 live period, uh, but sometimes the best way to work on those fundamentals and those techniques are to really hone them in with your position coaches, really do them in controlled situations, and then you take it to the competitive situation. So I think that um, this actually could be beneficial in the way that Nick uh, Nick's philosophy works and what he believes in. Uh, and I'm sure that we'll still find ways to compete throughout this week, these weeks. That's also a big part of his uh it obviously won't be with the uh those two periods but um you know we'll still find a way to uh try and beat each other there's no doubt about that
4: go ahead damo and then john McMullen.
6: hey jace um a couple
5: couple months back jeffrey Laurie described this as a transition period after last season uh kind of compared it to 2016. do you agree with that and as a guy who is 33 years old and may or may not play after this season. How do you feel going into this season?
6: Well, there's there's no question we're in a transition period. We have a new head coach, a new coaching uh, staff, completely new quarterback. Um, there's a lot of change that's happened within the building. And so uh, without question, we're in a transition period. Um, I think the biggest difference between football and a lot of other sports is that uh, being in a transition period doesn't mean that you can't compete and be competitive Um, You know, like we saw with a lot of new coaches last year, uh, a lot of the new coaching staffs who had no time to prepare throughout the whole offseason in the given uh, situations with COVID and everything uh, performed really well. The Browns are a great example. Um, You know, I think that uh, the bottom line is, uh, you know, we can be competitive, win games. We can win this division. I have no doubt about that. If we go out there about it the right way, we improve, we continue to get better as a team. And uh, we can also uh, be in a transition period. Um, I think that that's the best way to transition because we'll be able to uh, do it in a way that we're still winning ball ballgames uh, while building this thing for the future. So um, I'm excited to be a part of that. I'm excited to come back and to uh, help in this transition as a veteran player. I think that that's uh, a big part of my role is aiding in this transition. So, um, you know, I'm excited to be a part of it.
4: Thanks. We'll go to John and then Zach Berman.
2: Hey, Jason. Uh, to kind of follow up on that change uh, you were talking about, at, at this stage of his career, obviously, I'm sure you weren't happy about the way things went last year, went sideways. But personally, does that give you a little bit more energy coming into this season?
6: In terms of what? I'm sorry, John in
2: terms of, of of just you know this late in your career as a veteran player, obviously you had so much success with Doug, uh, but it is new. It is a change. Does that yeah. in a weird way give you a little bit more energy?
6: yeah, I mean, certainly it you know whenever there's new things happening and 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 uh, you know you know different cultures being set, um uh, you know different people that you've never met before uh, anytime there's environments like that, I think that. Uh, the energy's probably a little bit higher. Um, You know, I don't want to say that, you know, you know, I still feel like we had really good energy with Doug and those staffs. I mean, I don't want to say that it had, that had gone by the wayside because I don't believe that. But anytime there's something new, I mean, you got to be dialed in, you know, you're getting new terminology every single day. You're getting, uh, you know, a new way we're lifting weights, a new way we're doing this, a new way we're doing that. And um, you're learning that on a daily basis. So you have to be locked in, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm in my fifth camp with Doug and we've installed these plays the last five years. I know exactly what's going on now. Everything might be just a hair different, but that different uh, you know, difference makes a big uh, deal uh, come game time. So, um, you know, I think that the attention to detail is certainly higher and and really locked in at this point in the stage uh, with uh, with everything, everything being so new. Yep.
4: We have time for two more. So we'll go to Zach and then Jamie.
5: Hey Jason,
7: uh, I guess first off, I'm, 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 uh, with the second baby, congratulations there. Um, as as far as your decision to come back, do you weigh it entirely on how you're feeling, wanting to play, or do you view the roster, the team, the direction of of, of the franchise in that decision? Uh,
6: I would say I, I look at it more intrinsically. Um, you know, I don't try and uh, you know, speculate too much on what I think the season is going to end up being. Um, you know, maybe maybe some people say you're naive, but I go into every game thinking we're going to win the game. And I go into every season thinking we're going to be successful. Um, you know, I believe in the guys in this building. I believe in my teammates. I think that that's part of being a part of a team. So, um, you know, I don't know that that really ever changes that much. I think most of it is just, you know, very intrinsically thinking about, you know, Okay, how did that season end? You know, you're trying to remember how you felt at the end of it because you know you got to give it your all and be there and be committed to your teammates and coaches for the entirety of the season. And um, you try and you know think, you know, can you do that again? Do you want to do that again? And um, and, you know, once I you know stepped away long enough and was able to think about that clearly, there was no question that I wanted to do another one. So um, that's really how that 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 decision, I guess. Um, or thought process happens.
4: Go ahead, Jamie.
8: Uh, Jason, on that note, how difficult was that decision for you last year? How much introspection did that take? And, you know, you're a guy also that takes things so personally and did the fact that Doug lost his job and Carson's out of here way on you all offseason. And can you just describe all of that?
6: Um, You know, obviously, whenever, you know, friends of yours are either, you know, let go, or, or they moved on. Um, you know, that's a big part. Whether it's a you know a teammate or you know a friend off the field, anything that's going to uh, be in the back of your mind. But again, I don't think that that has much to do with the decision to come back. And um, you know, really, you know, deciding to play football is, in my opinion, very much about whether I can dedicate myself in the proper way to my my teammates and my coaches, you know, it's, it's 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 less about do I want to do it because I'm always going to want to play football. Uh, you know, physically can I make that dedication and and, and make that sacrifice in the way uh, that I think is acceptable um, to the game and to my teammates? And um, that's the way that it happens, um, and I've, I feel like I'm still able to, to do that. I still feel like I can do that, um, and I'm, I'm excited to go out there and do it again.
5: Yo, Brandon. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on what you think of the uh, the, the, the schedule that's been put together for the offseason. Did you have any input in that? And also, do you think that the Eagles have done enough with this roster in the offseason for you guys to have a chance of success this year?
9: Um, well, you know, just to answer that question, I feel good. I feel like last year uh, injuries hurt us, but uh, we got a lot of guys coming back. We got some new guys in here. Uh, we got new coaches i mean man it's it's a lot it's a lot of good stuff going on and uh being in being in on those meetings uh coming up with a nice little schedule to uh try to get to learn each other uh learn the scheme so that we can be playing fast by um by uh, training camp man i think uh we came up with a good good little plan uh to make sure that everybody be able to play fast and know uh exactly what coaches are looking for when uh, training camp comes
4: Send then Dave Zangaro.
9: Okay.
5: Yeah. Um, I gotta got ask you a question. I know you're on the defensive side of the ball, but dating back to the last four games of the season and coming up to this part, how much of a leader has Jalen Hurts been for the for the locker room? How you know, and how are the guys have been responding or how have the guys been responding to him in, in that locker room?
9: I think uh even last year he was working his butt off every day. You see the work ethic is there. You see that uh he really wants to be great. Um, so, I mean, that was something that you've seen from day one off his habits, off what he do on and off the field. But, um, now that he's the guy, it's going to be a lot different because now the expectations is up there now. Uh, I mean, you got to keep on doing your regimen, which I see he's doing. And I think, uh, he's having fun, man. I think, um, when you know you the guy, it definitely put a little pep in your step a little more and it, it, uh, and you want that, uh, and it builds that confidence that that you already have inside you, but you know, it just, it grows even more now that people believe in you.
4: We'll go to Dave and then Damo.
3: Hey, uh, Dave had to jump off the call.
4: Okay. We'll go to Damo and then Zach Berman.
5: Hey Brandon, how you doing? What's up? Uh, Brandon, we haven't had a chance to talk to, to Jonathan Gannon yet. So we don't kind of have a feel for what, he wants to do scheme wise um but if 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 we're going by what he you know what he did and what that staff did in Indianapolis uh, where he was uh seems like it's not that much different from Schwartz in the uh from the standpoint of relying on his front four for most of the pass rush I mean is that what we're going to largely see do you think
9: yeah I think he's going to play I think he's going to play the, the strengths of uh what, what we have here I mean that's what what makes a great coach and I already see already that he gonna he gonna play exactly to our strengths he, he wants that's why we're here trying to figure things out come in the middle uh on uh what he's asking us to do and uh what we already kind of know uh and so it's a good blend I'm excited I think that uh you know Gannon comes with uh um, with just like coach Sirianni uh with the high high level of energy I mean you know that's right up my alley I'm I'm loving all that because that's me every day too and so uh, I think it's just us just trying to get on the same page, but th- they want to play to the, the strengths of the roster of who's who's here already. And um, and I think uh, they're doing a good job of, um, you know, just some coming up with some plans of what, what they think thinking come uh, training camp. A quick
5: follow-up to that, Brandon, if I may, the addition of uh, Ryan Kerrigan, your, your reaction to it, your thoughts on it.
9: Oh, I love that, man. I mean, you can't have too many pass rushes uh, at all. And, you know, in those moments uh, – I mean, I hear people uh, talk about like just even like him being like how we use Chris Long. I mean, man, Chris Long was a beast and, you know, Kerrigan's a beast. He's been with, uh, what's the name, 10 plus years. And man, uh, to see him on the other side now with us, uh, I know I'm excited because uh, I know what he brings to the table. And uh, you got to have that competition in your room. I mean, I've been here long enough to know that you can't have too many pass rushers and people get hurt all the time. And. You got to make sure that you can have uh, that reload of, of guys that can, you know, give you the same production, if not better uh, than the, the guys that's out there first.
4: Go ahead, Zach, and then Jeff.
7: Hey, Brandon, you said you've been here long enough. Um, you are the longest-tenured player now, assuming the Eagles don't uh, bring back Jason Peters. Uh, what does that distinction mean to you, if, if anything? And, uh, and is it surprising to you that, that, that you are at this point the longest-tenured player?
9: Man, you know, uh, I'm very thankful. I'm always um, trying to make sure I keep that chip on my shoulder because uh, at the end of the day, you never you never think that, man, I, I'm in year 12 and, yeah, how people view me, uh, I'm the old guy and this and that, but um, with that chip on my shoulder, man, I, I just want to go out there and just keep proving that I can, you know, still play in this league and I want to walk walk out on my own terms, hopefully with another ring, and that's the goal. And I think uh, we definitely got a shot to do that. But with me being the longest tender, tender eagle, it just um, I mean, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. I'm a, I'm a lead by example, but uh, I'll be a little more vocal now because a lot of guys want to want to know, you know, how to get to this level of uh, being here this long. And I, I tell them it's the regimen. Uh, it's how you treat people every day, uh, how you handle yourself. And, man, and, you know, by the grace of God, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Because injuries, you can't. You you can't stop. Uh, You never know. But I know I try to do all my preventatives, and that's working out, making sure that I'm uh, getting my massages and all that little stuff. So uh, I'm just trying to pass on the knowledge to the younger guys and younger generations so when I'm coming back and I see some guys that's been here and they're going on year 12 and they've been here a long time like me, um, you know, it's going to make me feel good because I know, uh, you know, they was listening. Go
4: ahead, Jeff, and then John McMullen. (laughs) Hey,
7: Brandon. uh, You know, as the longest tenured player, you've now been a part of four different coaching staffs and now three changes. So with Chip, obviously, we knew there was a lot of change there, culture change, scheme change. And with Doug, it was kind of like a return to Andy in some ways in in the schedule. What can you tell us about Nick and the changes that he's brought about and how they feel in relation to those two prior changes?
9: Uh, you know, it's just a younger version. I feel like of the Andy Reid era. I feel like uh, we got the, we got similar schedule, but it's just like more, more hip to the the new school year. I mean, era because we got a lot of a lot of competition stuff in the building. A lot of stuff that's changed that um, that we didn't have. Uh, I love uh, the energy that he brings every day. Uh, but I do see, you know, he has some of those old school, you know, things that you know that work for. Uh, Coach Reed Coach worked for Doug. Um, even with Frank leaving, uh, Frank, I'm sure, running the same type of show uh, that Coach Reed did over there with Indy, got with his own little twist. But I think uh, Coach Sirianni definitely uh, is more hip uh, to what's going on today. Uh, just a younger version, uh, and just want to make sure that we um, we all are on the same page, and we all um, try to build a family around here as as we always try to each and every year.
4: John, and then Ed Benkin.
2: Hey, Brandon. Um, you mentioned some of the changes on the coaching staff. From a personal level, the biggest change for you is, I guess, Tracy Rocker. So can you give us the first impressions of him as a coach? And also, have you met some of the young guys? Teron, uh, uh, have you met him? Your first impression? And even Patrick Johnson, he's kind of an edge rusher.
9: Man, them boys, them boys look good. You know, I can see. Man, I gotta stay on my game. Cause these boys out here looking good. I mean, you know, usually when you see rookies coming in, you be like, okay, I see where they gotta learn, I see where they gotta work. Um, but these guys, I mean, it look like they've been here a couple years already. I mean, the way they move and the way they look, they look in shape. I just can't wait to, you know, be able to pour into these guys and let them know uh what all I've been through and and as we build this uh relationship. I just want to give them everything, man, because I'm at a point in my career now where I know, you know, who I am as a player. I know what I got to do to get right. And so once they I'm just trying to help them uh, know what they have to do and and just know what it takes each and every day, one day at a time. Uh, Try not to look too far ahead. Don't get overwhelmed with too much. Just if you don't know some acts, you know, open your mouth, because these are the times right now to uh, make those mistakes. But uh, those guys look good, man. I can see the future is bright. Uh, definitely with with those guys. Just got to stay healthy and and man, um, for me, ooh, I gotta I gotta pick my game up. And that's what I love, you know, just that competition, man. I see these boys, they hungry, and that's all you can ask for as a uh, a player coming in. Just the hunger, I can see it.
2: And and Tracy, Tracy Rocker, yeah,
9: Coach Rocker, Coach Rocker, smooth, funny, like gotta. Got a funny way of uh, you know, how he does things, you know, uh slick slick at the mouth. You know, he just it's a lot of fun, man. Like I love uh how we hold us accountable already. I mean, you you could um I could tell that we're gonna be fighting for him because uh he already got our respect. I mean, cause he ain't coming in, he's coming in being him. And I think that uh that always speaks volumes because you know, some people come in, they get the position and you know how it could go. They could lose their mind sometimes because they got the position of power that they always wanted, but I think uh, Coach Rocker, he's been uh, he's been in the game for a long time, and you know I, I'm loving what he's bringing, the energy that he's uh, bringing out on the field. I can tell it's gonna translate well uh, with the guys because it's already doing it for the past couple of days we've been here. Go ahead, Ed, and then
4: Rube.
5: Hi, Brandon. With all the uncertainty going into the offseason workouts, the fact that you and the coaching staff were able to sit down and work something out together, how much does that help even early on build a lot of that trust with the new staff and understand there's a lot of good open communication between the staff and the players?
9: Man, I thought that was very big because coach reached out to us, you know, hey, man, how can I how can we make this thing work? And uh, that's what we we sat down. We talked about it and we, we seen where he wanted to go. And when he seen where we wanted to go and we came in the middle and and really it was just all about learning each other, competing and making sure that we uh, being able to play fast once we come back to training camp and make it more of a, a teaching, a teaching thing during the offseason, especially with a new coach, because you want to get all this. You want to you got a lot of information coming your way and things going to move a lot fast, faster, uh, especially when you get out on the field. But it's nice that things are kind of slowed down even more on the field uh, just so that we can learn everything so that. When training camp comes, it's rapid fire because, you know, once the season comes, it's time to go. I mean, everything gets sped up even more. And I think, uh, yeah, with Coach doing that, it already showed the level of trust that uh, that he already have in us to be able to reach out and, and try to come in the middle. Because most coaches, um, you know, are players' coaches, and I can see that he's a players' coach. But, you know, you got some that comes in and just this is my system, this will what works. And, you know, y'all guys just bow down to it. And, and, and it don't work like that in the NFL. It's a lot different than uh, than college.
4: All right. We have time for a few more. So we'll go to Rube, Bo, and Jamie.
9: Hey, BG. How's it going? All right.
5: Hey, um, you spoke really highly of the the rookies on the D-line. Uh, it's early. I mean, the, we, you haven't seen them in pads yet. You've only been around them a few days. What have you seen this quickly, this this soon, that gives you a good feeling about them?
9: Just how they move, like how they built, you know, some of these guys, I'm like, ooh, this boy, this boy built like me. You know what I'm saying? Like just like already swole, moving around. I love how they changing directions. Um, just the the dig that you, that you get from them from the way they, you know, putting their feet in the ground, the way they run into the ball. I mean, I'm just like, you know, they they got. They got me on my toes like, hey, they keep me on my toes like, hey, man, let me go ahead, you know, make sure I'm looking good, too. I mean, that's what I love. I mean, it just bring the beast out of you because when you see guys that you feel it's like, man, these boys, you know, they they working and you know that you got to stay on your game. I mean, you know, you're headed in the right direction. And all I ever want to do is, is is do all I can for this organization and. If I got to help these young guys, you know, because they the future, they the future. I mean, I've been the guy that was a young guy and it was the future. And now it's my time to, uh, you know, start passing that torch as as we go and just trying to help. I still got a lot. I still got a lot I could do, but I know I ain't going to be here long. And so uh, I try to pour into these young guys now, man, let them know. Um, it's going to take every day and it's going to take all of us. And we all got to not have our own agenda, we got to all be trying to get each other better. And that's what makes us better as a unit. And so that's why I'm trying to instill in them boys now, man. Uh Always have that comp- competitive edge, but always know that it's going to take that guy over there, that guy over there to make sure that, your, that it makes your job easier. Because if I trust that Fletch going to be where he going to be, and I trust that uh Hargrave going to be where he going to be, and I ain't got to worry about him, you know, I it makes my job easier and it just makes me want to just do my job even even more cuz I know I got guys believing in me. So, I think um I think we going we going to have a good good tight unit. I, I love uh what I'm what I'm feeling already with the D-line. And man, uh I just I just love that these guys came in ready to learn and and that's what you can see. Uh they came in not not knowing everything, not trying to know it all, but just want to uh they give you that respect, but they just want to they just want to work.
5: Thank you. Go ahead, bro. Uh, hey Brandon, you said um, there's like a lot of competition stuff in the building under Sirianni. I wonder if you could give us some examples.
9: Um, you know, just it's cool. I, I don't know how the whole uh, hoop thing gonna go, but we got a basketball hoop in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, team meeting room. We are gonna have some fun. Um, I, I know if it's gonna be shots up for for certain stuff not to happen or certain stuff to happen. If somebody make this, somebody made that, and then. It's just going to be a bunch of mouth and, you know, back and forth, but it's going to get everybody um, all hype. You know how it is when when you got some stuff that's not just particularly with ball. And now we we talk in a different sport. That's basketball. And Let's see who can shoot. Let's see who can do this. And, and coach going to call you out. And what I love the most about what they do, you know, they hold you accountable in those meetings They make sure um, they keep you on edge because you never know when coach going to call on you to, to see what you know and you just gotta make sure you stay on point. And uh, I think that always goes well because it keeps everybody uh, interested and engaged. So, uh, man, that's so far so good from uh, just what, what I've seen so far, but everything else, I'm not sure. Um, that's the only thing I've seen that's different. Everything else is just, we haven't been able to do a lot of stuff just yet because we haven't sat in the meeting rooms and we haven't did um, certain stuff uh, together. but I'm sure he got some more stuff um, coming our way.
4: Thank you. Last one here with Jamie. Hey, BG.
8: Um, good to see you again. So you Tom Casse, baby.
9: Tom <laughs> Cass.
8: <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, so, you know, you, you take things personally. You're, you're a guy that um, doesn't like losing, obviously. How much of a chip on your shoulder do you have coming into the season with the way things went last year, with the fact that Doug lost his job and Carson left? How much of a chip on your shoulder do you have coming into the season, and how re-energized are you to get this thing turned around?
9: I'm ready to get it turned around. I know we can do that. I know that um, injuries didn't help us last year at all, but uh, we got a lot of guys coming back. I can't wait to see Brooks out there, Lane. I can't wait to see our old line out there getting after it because I feel like them guys play well together, uh, just even with us. And, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just excited, man, because I, I feel like um, that – stuff happened in the past and stuff that we didn't we didn't like and some and, and covid definitely didn't help uh, a lot of people but we are we all got better i feel like because we adjusted to whatever was thrown at us and uh it didn't stop us yeah some people lost their job but i feel like it was uh you never know uh was it for the greater good or you know what I'm saying you you would only know as time goes but I'm I'm excited for what's what's here now man and I'm just I'm just ready to you know get after it and show and prove to the world that um you know we made the right choice and coach and uh, even with Gannon you know I want to make sure that we got his back out there on the field by playing good and playing lights out and at least giving ourselves a chance to win these games uh, come this fall.